Street Smart Real Estate Investing. Welcome to the new innovative concept of real estate investing. No more expensive courses. No more high-priced mentors taking your money and leaving you without ongoing support. Become a full-time seasoned real estate investor by participating with our already successful team members. Now is the time to stop talking about real estate investing and start doing. Take action. Just ask and we will help you. We promise one thing, no BS. For more info, www.streetsmartrei.com. Hello, everybody. My name is Jarek Buchholz, and uh, I'm founder of Canada Real Estate Investors Club. We've been running a real estate investing community for 13, 14 years. Time flies. We're getting younger, Mr. Tim Tsai. Hello, Mr. Tim. How have you been doing today? Hey, Jarek. I'm doing well today. How are you? <laughs> Uh, I am always good guy. Doesn't matter what, I am always good, right? So, anybody who has asked knows me, and if they call me, they don't even ask how you've been doing because I will always answer, always good. So oh, yeah. that's my that's my message to everybody, right? Okay. So, Tim, I would like to thank you very much, you know, for spending some time with. Uh, with me, with people which will be participating in this workshop. And your precious time is very valuable. And I would like to personally thank you for, you know, sharing your knowledge, your experience. And would you mind sharing, starting who you are, what exactly you've been doing and uh, introduce yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, you know, on the same token, I want to take the time to thank you as well. It's, it's, it's a pleasure. And um, as you probably already know, through uh, my Facebook sharing on this particular event, <laughs> it, uh, it's, it's time for me to go out there and really, really share with people what, what I've been up to and what actually got me to this point as well. Just because I understand that there are always people looking to either get into the industry or just continually, uh, continually learning from each other, right? Um, so my, a little bit about my background is I actually went to school for, for marketing. My, my dream Did job you? when I was younger was always to become uh, somebody that can work with, uh, within the advertising industry and had a tr uh, really have a true passion for marketing. And, uh, you know, in a business sense, the way I always look at it is marketing really is the department that actually brings in the money because within marketing, you have sales, right? And that's usually mm -hmm. the team of people that brings the revenue in. The rest the rest of the people, the rest of the company typically fall under the... That being said, all jokes aside, though, um, I got into real estate uh, back in about 2010 in terms mm -hmm. of being very, very serious about pursuing a career in real estate. And the funny thing is, every time I say that, people just go, "Well, are you a mortgage broker, or are you a real are you a real estate agent?" <laughs> um, um, it's it, it's kind of interesting, and I'm sure you know a lot of people out there that are watching this. Even they can probably relate to it because you know I've been I've been teaching for a few years now as well with a, with a different organization, and mm -hmm. um, every time I share this with people, they're like, "Yes!" Every time I tell people I'm a real estate investor, they just look at me and go. Are you a realtor? Is that what it means? Is that what you do? Yeah. 
Yeah. And, but really, I mean, I think my first real estate transaction happened in 2004. So that was actually just me buying my very, very first principal residence. And I think because of that experience, it's really shaped in terms of how I actually started my career as a professional real estate investor in the beginning. And I think we're probably going to chat a little bit more about that uh, with a particular strategy, which is lease option. That's why, in a way, oh. I'm really passionate about it. Yeah. Okay. So lease option, can you elaborate more? What What's the principle, how you can generate win-win strategy for buyers, sellers, and money partners? What is the the principle behind, right? Why Why is beneficial for everybody? Well, that's a big question, Yarek. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna see what I can do here. <laughs> go big or go home, right? <laughs> that's a big question. I'll, I'll just say it that way. Uh, how much time do you got? <laughs> now, uh, <laughs> if I'm dedicated to talk about topics which I love, yeah, give me days, weeks, years. I will be talking like all yeah. the time, right? Exactly. So. Absolutely. I can relate to that. Absolutely. So I'm going to just quickly, you know, uh, break break it down, the, the, the strategy in itself, because lease options by definition is really leased with the option to purchase. We're leased with the option to do whatever, really. Mm -hmm. um, the way we've been applying uh, this strategy actually across Canada has been extending a lease to a potential tenant and giving them the option to purchase the property that they are in at the end of their term. So a lot of people probably know it as rent to own. And I always say that it's actually the street name for it. However, whenever we're actually applying the strategy, I'm very, very clear with people about the fact that it, it is leased with the option to purchase because in saying that, it really helps everybody get a clear picture in terms of how the opportunity and how the uh, lease option program or rent to own program is is properly structured because I understand you know I mean I was first exposed to this strategy back in 2010 and mm -hmm. there was not a whole lot of positive things going for this particular strategy and uh, it really comes down to the fact that not everybody that was trying to run these option programs were doing it we're doing it in an ethical and responsible way really and more so it's the fact that i think traditional lending has get getting has been getting harder and harder for the average person to get so whether that be first time home buyers or people that've just got credit challenges in the past or whatever the case may be because we all know that in this country right now for anybody that's wishing to qualify for a traditional mortgage there are three main criteria that they have to hit, and that's a balance between credit, income, as well as down payment. And as a result of that, a lot of people are starting to get rejected by traditional financing. And just to mm -hmm. tie back into you know my little intro there, I was actually, I'm, I'm an immigrant to this country. I didn't move to this country until 1999. So five years later, I know, <laughs> we have that in common. And so... Five years later, when I was trying to purchase my first property, it was, I was rejected. I was turned down everywhere I went. And so as a result, you know, when I first started uh, applying this strategy, I really had a really soft spot for immigrant families, people that came into the country, they wanted to grow roots, they wanted to establish a new life, but because they don't exactly have the income history yet, nor the credit history, even if they had some money saved up, 
this was just a really, really good way for us to be able to help people create some solid steps and a plan for them to become homeowners, usually two to four years after they enter into the rent to own program. And so again, the way we do it has always been what I keep saying and walking from the end and the end goal is to these people become homeowners on title mm-hmm. and the rest is really kind of the detail in terms of the, how the program runs really. But that's, that's the way I see lease options. If it's structured properly, it helps the tenant buyers or aspiring homeowners, I'll call them that, and the investors who's utilizing this strategy to be able to really profit from helping others. So what kind of a rent-to-own, lease-to-own strategy you, you are preferring in your operations? Like, you know, tenant first, sandwich lease option, and would you mind elaborating more about those strategies? Yeah, of course, of course. So the way we like to do it, and uh, everybody's going to make different business decisions based on their risk tolerance and the way they see, um, the way they utilize their existing resources available to them. The- the way we've been applying the strategy is basically tenant first, number one, because the idea is that if we can actually screen the tenant properly, because we actually allow them to go out and shop for the properties themselves, it really increases their commitment level, which we like. And yes. but then the whole idea real behind that is also as an investor, this pretty much means that the day we take possession of the property is also the day we start to cash flow. And we all, we all know that with every investment that we go into, that's always, always the goal. Cash flow, it has always been king, uh, been king. And I know that there are, you know, people out there when it comes to real estate investing, they sort of take on a different view. And, uh, you know, people will line up for pre-constructions. People will, will, you know, be okay with carrying a negative cash flow on a monthly basis because they're waiting for the big payout 20, 30 years from now. But then that's not the way we run business because we really look at every project, every property and every deal as a business itself. And as a viable business in itself, every deal, every property has to cash flow and ideally from day one. And if it's not from day one, typically speaking, we already know, we've already done our analysis on how we can make it perform mm-hmm. after a certain period, after acquisition. So we are going into traditional way of everybody perceive as a buy, hold and rent, buy, put your own liability on their own shoulder and then rent it and have a positive cash flow or whatever there is, right? And we are transitioning into more, much more creative way of looking at the real estate investing strategies, including, you know, like rent to own, which is your favorite, uh, adding maybe agreement for sales, m- maybe other creative strategies. But one of the things which I would like to s- tell everybody who is listening, watching, who getting the information from very knowledgeable Mr. Tim, <laughs> buy, hold and rent is not real estate investing per se. There is much more to it learn, get involved, start learning, start participating, start asking the questions. And Mr. Tim will be very, very happy to elaborate more about that kind of strategy, which honestly, I I love, I don't like much rent-to-home strategy per se, right? But everybody has a different, you know, 
perception they they feel yeah. much more comfortable in different strategies right yeah. uh, but i can tell you one thing based on whatever i hear from hear from you mr tim is everything is about the systems and you exactly develop the system everything has a certain steps absolutely everything has to be done with that can you can you agree with me about that how of do you course. all day long <laughs> It's like you sleep and then, you know, you can ask the questions, whatever has to be asked, right? <laughs> exactly. exactly. Okay. So what kind of deals are you working at this moment? Oh, uh, what we're doing right now is, you know, we're, we've actually done a lot of business planning over the last few months as well. And because um, I know this was not a part of the bio that, that we just showed is the fact that, I mean, we did start, we did start out. Uh, in the Canadian market. And I actually, I personally live in Edmonton, as a lot of people can see from the bio. And I wasn't always in Edmonton. I moved here about 10 years ago. <clears throat> and prior to that, um, I was actually in the lower mainland. So I lived in Vancouver, actually went to Simon Fraser in Burnaby. And so I was in BC for about 10 years here in Alberta for nearly 10 years now at this point, and really just seeing the market changes, even just between the two provinces over the last decade. Uh, what that really has done for us, though, is, you know, for some people, it's always a goal. And for us, it's very much just, you know, having that business sense to diversify. So 2010 was when we started to invest in the Canadian market as professional investors. And by about 2013, we actually expanded down into the US market. So ever since then, we've actually gone into Texas as well as Arizona. And mm -hmm. after that, in about 2017, so just two short years ago, we actually expanded into the UK market as well. And, you know, boy, are we, are we happy that we actually did that for ourselves because over the last few years, we all know what happened to the Alberta economy, first of all. Second of mm -hmm. all, what's happening to the Canadian economy. But again, the whole point is we've really learned to diversify, not just between strategies, but also geographical areas. There's always going to be fundamentals that are strong, but that, that go through cycles that are different from each other. So the way we always look at it is that we run a complete business. And sometimes when people ask us, what do you do now? We don't even tell them that we are real estate investors. We tell them that we actually run a private equity company. It's just that we use real estate as our vehicle to create cash flow as well as generating long-term wealth for both ourselves and the investors that actually invest with us. But the whole idea is, I think, I'm assuming that most people are watching this are Canadian-based. So if I say, you know what, let's say, let's use Superstore as an example, right? Does everybody think that every single Superstore is profitable on a monthly basis? Probably not. However, as an overall company, are they profitable? Again, with the way we run our business is that we go where the fundamentals are strong, but we know collectively as a company and of all the projects that we go into, we know how to hedge against a risk and make our profits that way. Oh, simply saying in Polish, English language, you put in, you know, X, different X in one basket, right? So yes, basically, <laughs> yes, <laughs> De definitely. Right. So uh, I would like to ask you some questions about your operations. What kind of challenges 
as a real estate investor, as a person with the very, very huge vision to, to expand and having an even marketing background, how, what kind of challenges you are facing and what would you like to, how, would, how you overcame them? and overcoming them? That's a very, very powerful question. The reason being why I'm asking is so many investors, so many people, they thinking about starting a real estate investing journey. I, I call it as a journey, not business, right? Because you become uh, much more passionate and you will be having a lot of emotional times and uh, moments in your investing, uh, you know, journey when you will be helping people in the dietary situations. I work in the foreclosures, etc. right? So would you mind elaborating more on that side? That's a very powerful yeah. question. Yeah, absolutely. It really is. I mean, in terms of daily challenges, I mean, I think I can go in very, in a lot of different directions. I think the first, the first one I'll say, you know, let's say from a technical standpoint, uh, for the same reasons why we enjoy lease options as a strategy in terms of helping people becoming homeowners, it's also the same challenge that we face, which is the, the tightening of the lending rules. Because for a lot of real estate investors, at the end of the day, you know, we can be as creative as we want to be in terms of asking for, uh, for seller financing, vendor takebacks, agreement for sale, whatever shape or form the acquisition stage and strategy takes place. Ultimately speaking, all we're trying to do is to access the cheapest money possible, which is institutional lending. And they're making it tougher and tougher to get, as you know. And mm -hmm. But this is also why, you know, one of the things that I'm personally working on for my business is to, I'm studying to become an exempt market dealer myself, just so that we can actually crowdfund. And just because, you know, the, really the bigger returns and the bigger a bigger um profits are usually in the larger projects that'll take a bit longer however again that's where the majority of the profit lies and we really want to be able to make sure that our investors are actually you know making the biggest bang out of their buck because leading up to this point for the most part we have been leveraging different corporate structures uh joint venture agreements and different loan agreements to work with our investors in terms of how we help their money work harder for them and so again that would be from a technical standpoint i think that would be you know the, the biggest challenge on a day-to-day -day basis um however you know you're an entrepreneur yourself and I think one of the biggest challenges about being a real true entrepreneur at heart is the fact that you're so, you're, you get very excited and passionate about a lot of different projects. So kind of like squirrel, 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 squirrel. And so for me, it's about focusing. It's about really focusing on one project at a time because, you know, somebody made a joke about me, you know, when I tell them I'm slowing down this year and then they'll say, yeah, Except that for Tim, slowing down means instead of taking on 30 projects, he's taking on 25. But the idea is, you know what? I kind of learned that about myself is that it's, it's one way to really keep myself motivated and to keep the momentum going. And so, you know, I think that's something that I do uh, face on a daily basis because I'll wake up and I'll, I'll think of ideas and I'll go, well, that's brilliant. How do we implement that? And then at some point, you know, if it works, great. I'll learn, I'll, I'll figure out how to integrate that into our current business systems or practices. But mm -hmm. if I have to learn to tell myself, okay, stop it. You're wasting your own time. Go back and focus on what you're doing right now. I see. That's yeah. that's very, very powerful statement, right? So how do you market yourself? 
term. Like, you know, like from having a 30 projects to 25, you're slowing down. That's not slowing down at all. <laughs> I'm slowing down by going vacations, right? <laughs> yes, yes, I do like my vacations. And honestly, though, that was one of my whys when I first got started. Um, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> traveling. I think traveling is usually on a lot of pe people's bucket list or in terms of why they do what they do and why they really take on, uh, take on. I'll say extra work in the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. But really in the long term, it's pursuing your own passion and build a life that you, know, you, don't, you don't need to get away from. And um, so that being said, how do we market ourselves right now? And how do I market myself? Uh, in the beginning, you know, I, did a, I did a lot of uh, internet marketing. I did a lot of print marketing. And over the years now, it's, it's gotten down to the point where again, we all know the investing industry is actually quite small. So it's cut, it's got gotten down to the point where we're very much networking. We go to networking events, you know, we share our business practice and our vision with people. We learn about what other people are doing and, uh, and then we build relationships from there. And so networking is definitely a very big one. And uh, right now, I think 95%, if not a hundred already, of whether that be leads, opportunities, deals, lending, money, whatever it is, it's pretty much through word of mouth because, you know, we've, really, we've done everything we could to really take care of people. And by people, I really mean not just our investors, but our, our tenants, our tenant buyers, whatever capacity that they are involved in with us. Because, um, you know, I'll take a couple of minutes to quickly share about this, if that's Please okay. Do. Yeah. Uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to go into this industry was simply because I actually invested into a, a commercial construction deal uh, back in 2009. And uh, I, I, I sometimes joke that this is a bit of my origin story is the fact that in 2009, you know, I invested into, into a deal. And uh, when I thought I was getting a letter in the mail that was supposed to be my deed certificate and it turned out to be a civil lawsuit, uh, certificate, uh, a letter that lawyers wrote to all the investors involved in a deal because the developer had actually folded and taken everybody else's money and ran. And that was a huge wake up call for me. And this is also why, you know, just from person, from a personal value standpoint, um, when we do deals, because I'm not going to sit here and tell you every single deal has gone well. We've done, we've, we've made some bad choices. We've lost money and I'm not going to lie about it. But again, like my example earlier, overall, we are a profitable business. But the most important thing is we also realized, because I started in my late twenties, I realized that the people that actually took a chance on me nearly a decade ago to invest in my projects and my deals, they, they got into it, not just because of the deals, but because of me. And I tell them that because of the experience that I had with losing my own money and they just took off, I tell them that this is my promise to you that I will never do that to you. And so even when things go sideways, you know, we are always, we always are responsible. We own up to everything that, that we do and we present them with a plan on how we can bounce back. Yeah, I can relate to that. Yeah, <laughs> bank, bank, land banking strategies, right? Which they they run exactly multi-unit apartment buildings where they spending you know most of the money on paying themselves and then running away and being yeah. sued. I believe it. I know which company that is. 
but that's yeah. not the goal. That's, of... I know that's a side discussion. I think <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe so. Right. One of my major mistakes, which I have done it at the beginning, right? I remove conditions, uh... trusting trusting the word, not the letter from the bank. Right. You mm -hmm. know. That way I was already having a mortgage, right? I removed conditions on multi-unit apartment building, right? And my yep. deposit went down. Yeah. Again, that's mistakes which you will make sure that nobody else will be doing, yeah. right? And that's one of the things which makes you much more beneficial and much more powerful advocate for the real estate investing, you know, and presenting and helping other investors, right? So. Sure. How do you see yourself? I, I, you mentioned already that you are expanding in, you know, in different countries. How do you see it in, in five years, 10 years? Retired? Uh, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Technically speaking, and this is, again, um, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to mention this, but I went through the Rich Dad training system myself and how I was sold into that system, if you will, <laughs> was the idea that you can actually ret retire early if you create enough passive income for yourself to cover your expenses. And, uh, you know, luckily I count my, I, I count my blessings every single day. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to be in that position for the last seven years now at this point. So again, I mean, I did, I guess I did take an early retirement when I was 30, but then that only lasted about six months because I realized that there's only so much TV and video games you can play on a daily basis without getting bored. <laughs> but then the jokes aside though, really, it's the fact that, you know, I mean, that, that's, that's an, uh, that's usually the first goal for a lot of people is to create that passive income so they can have choices. And that's really what it came down to was recognizing the fact that, hey, now I've got my time freed up. I can really pursue projects and things and even work again. Doesn't matter. Even work, but on the things that I want to work on. And that's actually, incidentally, that was around the same time that I actually started contracting myself out to become a trainer and a coach to others as well. And so how, where do I see this? Um, you know what? Uh, my my vision, my ultimate vision right now, because again, the goals is to think of something else we want to do. But for now, for the next five to ten years, um, I think anybody that's ever watched the the TV show Dragon's Den or Shark Tank can probably understand where I'm coming from. Is that I want to become one of those people that can actually go out there and help other entrepreneurs and start their business. I want to be able to play a part in supporting them in the beginning uh, in the beginning of the journey. And um, but I also do have a uh, a different way of kind of looking at it in the mm -hmm. sense that, like I said, uh, my partner and I we started this in our twenties. And um, that was not an easy task to do, especially in real estate, because everybody's like, well, if you want to be in real estate, you've got to be in it for a long time because, you know, it's not a get rich quick thing. And we absolutely understand that. And that's still what we teach and preach. But at the same time, what I'm really trying to say is that and how hard it is in the beginning, not just real estate, but in any business venture. And so. Our vision really is to be able to set up a fund that we can actually support young entrepreneurs who's got bright and great ideas that they can push out there and, you know, change the world for that matter and really improve, you know, people's lives and really be a part of those ventures. And that's sort of the, the ultimate vision of where we want to go. But, you know, we believe in real estate because, again, I mean, this is 
Asian face. So what that really means is we're, we're conventional and we're traditional. We, we like hard assets. And again, 95% of the world's million, millionaires and billionaires out there, they either started out in real estate or they have a huge holding in real estate just because of the fact that it is hard assets. And mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what kind of cell phone that you're going to be using 10 years from now, because 10 years ago, first generation of iPhone, see how that changed the course of human actions and how we how we approach our day-to-day -day lives. But again, 10 years from now, we don't know what kind of cell phones we're gonna be using. However, the one thing we do know for sure is that everybody still needs a roof over their head to put their, to rest their head on every single night at the end of the day. And that's why, you know, we still believe in real estate as a vehicle, but in terms of a long-term vision, we're gonna use that vehicle to create a fund where we can actually be a part of other people changing the world and improving the world, really. Okay. Wow. I see a lot of pos positive energy, right? You are a very young business person. I am very older kind of business person. And <laughs> what I found out, one of the positive things by the experience and being younger <laughs> is to see this energy of the people, right? And I can tell you straightforward. Your energy is just blowing over the screen right <laughs> as, as we speak, and in like, your voice, so good, it's good as for you for that, right? Thank so, you. Uh, would you mind telling what kind of suggestions to anybody who is listening, anyone, everybody who will be listening on the podcast, uh, Facebook Live, or anywhere else? What would you like to suggest and? feedback about you know investing what would you like to give them advice what kind of advice would would you like to give to anyone thinking about real estate investing business oriented person because i have noticed i didn't know as much as as today now that you are much more than a real estate investor you are a visionary young visionary and i kudos for that oh thank you thank you uh you know what uh, the first thing is expand your context and by that, I really mean just put yourself out there and absorb information. You know, I mean, for some people, it depends on your personality type. I can totally appreciate it if you are the kind to have to scroll through Instagram to get new information. That's okay. Or if you want to watch YouTube videos. But personally, I really enjoy going enjoy going out there and just mingling with people and do knowledge knowledge exchange. So, you know, real estate or not, it doesn't always have to be real estate meetups. There's tons of meetup groups that people can go to. There's, you know, a lot of different interest groups. The whole point is expand your context because when you're ready, you're going to find the right people in your life that's already doing something that you probably already want to embark on. And so learning, learning, learning is always the first thing. And the second thing that I always recommend is while learning is really good, because I think a lot of a lot of us have, you know, we get starstruck sometimes and we tend to take advice from the people that maybe have different motives than we do. And so my point is when you are when you're out there learning, you're also trying to find people that can align with your personal values and personal goals. Right. If somebody is able to teach you and show you something different, that's great because that's expanding your context and challenging your thinking. But then at the same time, it's, it all comes down to do they actually share your goals? Because let's say bring it in, bring everything all back. You know, let's say if it's a conversation about money, business ventures and how you can create a path of freedom for yourself. 
through making more money. You know, you need somebody who has the same views and same values when it comes to money because it does change people, right? And that sometimes, you know, doesn't take any trainings. It just takes you believing in your gut feeling too. Yeah, and the society is 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 changing, right? Yeah. People are watching Netflix. I stopped Netflix just to give you an idea, right? <laughs> Instead of I don't have a, a music player, let's say I don't have a music on my on my phone, I have a podcast and audiobooks, right? Start doing that kind of stuff, right? Keep asking, right? I, I always keep saying, keep asking because whoever knows the answer, they will be very happy to yeah. to give you that answer, right? And yeah. give. Don't, exactly. don't hesitate to give. Exactly. Give. Like, share what you know. And funny enough, I'm saying this to you because I just admitted to you earlier that it took me forever to decide to start getting interviewed because I always question a little bit about myself in terms of, well, what do I really know? Because, you know, I'm young. Do people Will people really listen to me? I've only been doing this for nine years. Will people listen to me versus somebody who's been in the industry for 20 years? But... It comes down to believing in your own vision and knowing that if you've learned something, if you apply it and you've gained experience, you got something to share too. And age has nothing to do with it, okay? And I would like to just congratulate you for the late <laughs> discovery of your, you know, self-doubt, to be honest with you, because there is nothing to be ashamed. I believe it that you are... Uh, huge huge business person person with the vision with good energy and you should be speaking as much as possible as often as possible to the people who will be getting your knowledge and experience and they will be encouraged because if they are young fellow right fellows they will know that everything is possible if they're elderly you know step it up my friend because you're getting older and younger people they can you know uh, help you with it, right? And that's what I believe it, right? Sharing and word of mouth is the most powerful. So, Tim, is there anything else I, I haven't asked you, which I should ask you? Um, I'm not sure, but maybe a couple of things I, I kind of wanted to share quickly as Please. well. Yeah, is that when you're talking about, you know, you have podcasts on your phone only. Um, there are two podcasts that I personally really, really enjoy. And this is not an endorsement of any sort. This is just something that I really want to share. And I share that with all my students, all, all my investors, all my friends, even if they're willing to take the, take the suggestion. Uh, the first one is actually a, a podcast called How I Built This. And it's published by NPR. I really enjoy that podcast simply because, you know, they interview CEOs um, of big companies that we know. They've got Richard Branson on it. They've got, you know, the, the founders of Lyft, of Uber, of Starbucks, all those major companies. And, you know, the one thing that I keep getting from those uh, those stories and that podcast is, you know what, from the outside to a lot of people, it, it's always easier to watch other people succeed. But most people only see the glory on stage, but not the struggling in the background. And so this is the one thing, you know, that the, the one podcast that really has reaffirmed like a lot of my belief and faith in my own vision and how I want to continue to grow my business moving forward. And the other one is more technical again, and it's called The Brandon Show. And I think a lot of people probably already know who he is. Uh, his full name is Brandon Burchard. Um, I've gone to a couple of his trainings in the past, and, um, you know, he just provides a lot of great tips 
on how you can implement your ideas and you know really mold your habits into into helping you become successful and carrying out your vision and your mission as as an entrepreneur or even just as a person really and so those are the two podcasts that are that are staples in my podcast app yeah i can add it story brand by tony miller i like that guy very very much right also right yeah and i'm very much into the automation systems and everything everything has to have a yes if you receive an email from me more likely is from me but i prepared that much (laughs) months ahead so just to give you an idea but i read every email i answer all the emails personal on a regular basis so that's one of the things for everybody to know so is there anything else which we should cover um you know uh, not not exactly at this point um i mean i was going to share a little bit about how we typically guide our investors or how we you know induct if you will our investors into how to work with somebody that's a professional investor Please do so, please, oh, please. Okay. <laughs> um, so, I mean, the the way we look at it, and just like uh, like I said earlier, because the way I was trained, I still very much believe in what I call the circle of wealth. And so, within that circle, uh, if you can envision this, or you know, whoever's watching this right now, if you're making your own notes, I always still say that when it comes to creating your overall wealth and generating extra income, there are three buckets that you're always looking to fill. The first one is what I call the earned income bucket, which for most people, you know, if you have a job, that's usually your job income. And then the second bucket is what I call the passive income bucket. And if you have, you know, if you, whatever it is that you invest in, if that investment is generating a monthly income for you that gets put into your into your pocket or your bank account, that's passive income. And last but not least, it's portfolio income. So portfolio income for a lot of people would be their savings account, their RSPs, TFSAs, or stock portfolio, or whatever it is. Something that kind of sits there and grows in value in the long term, but you don't exactly access that until you have to. So, you know, it's for most people, they know it as equity. And equity, sometimes we joke, it's kind of like the, the piggy bank that you cannot break. However, with them is that you know we actually help them identify what kind of resources are actually available within their existing cir- circle of wealth that they build for themselves, and we do a thorough consultation in terms of okay, well, what's your financial goal? Because our goal has always to been help to be uh, has always been to help our investors' money work harder for them. So, for example, the most common investors that we work with are the ones that look at their RSPs, their savings accounts and uh, whatever else they have and going, well, you know what? This return is not going to support my retirement. So what can I do? And that's usually the first step in terms of what we do. So again, this is really just um, to give people some sense in terms of where they can get started. We even work with investors who have no savings because the way we see how our business works, really the medium, we are that that platform where we collect and we collect and gather all the resources that we can and then we find projects that we can pair up so we're kind of like the matchmakers if you will between investor resources 
and the projects that we do. So even the people that come to us and say, you know what, no TFSAs, no savings, no RSPs because we've been living paycheck to paycheck. You know what? Well, let's look at what else that might be available to you. And then we can, you know, we can create another wealth creation strategy for you that most people don't even think about because that's the power that a lot of the investors have when they work with, with a professional. So, okay, so contact information, is it okay to share your contact info? Yes, or? of course, of course. So this is actually my personal email. I believe that you're sharing, not the company one, just because you know I'm, I'm, I'm sort of giving myself to to the interview. <laughs> it would be the personal email. <laughs> so what's the email? Would you mind spelling, please? Yeah, it would be e t e e n n at gmail dot com. So for those of you who want to be a bit more specific, it's echo tango echo echo. November, November at gmail.com. Perfect. And uh, I think we, we should wrap it up. And yeah. are there any plans to do future presentations? What do you think? What you can give it? What you can offer for whoever will be participating in, in the series of the interviews? Would yeah. you be uh, interested to do such? Of course. I, I will be honored to. It would be my pleasure. Absolutely. And um, I think the first topic that really comes to mind is, again, depending on people's uh, direction, a lot of people I know they're learning to do this themselves. And there are still people that just don't have the, the time or the resources to, to dedicate to learning the trade themselves from A to Z. And so, again, learning from somebody that's doing this on a daily basis is going to be very important. And so I'd be more than happy to share uh, with people in terms of, let's say, you know, we were talking a little bit about lease options, but why don't we talk about income properties, for example, next time? Definitely, definitely. So whoever is uh, listening, watching and getting that message through the different media, please understand, we will be uh, sharing that information, very valuable information of the experienced young business uh, real estate <laughs> investor, who has decided finally to be interviewed? <laughs> I'm being a very low profile. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Let's. I I appreciate it and I'm so blessed to have you on on this show on this interview. And I thank would you. like to thank you personally for it. And I promise I, we will do whatever it takes to spread the word and make sure that. Uh, people will hear about you and what you've been doing because there is a lot of good value what you have provided by doing the business on regular basis. You too, your organization. I, I understand Definitely. your mission is very, very noble. And, you know, the way you're carrying out, I very, very admire that and honor that. Yes, and we both are immigrants, so that we whatever we say, we do, right? Yes. <laughs> So, Tim, thank you very much for, for your precious time. I, I feel blessed. I, On behalf of everybody who's listening, thank you very so much. And just wrap it up, and then we will close. Yes. Well, you know what? Uh, it's, it's, it's been a pleasure. And uh, you know what? I, I'm, I'm maybe sweating a little bit. You can't tell. But uh, I'm glad <laughs> this happened. And I'm really hoping that uh, on some level I was able to create some value in your life after you've seen this, whoever is watching this right now, and more than happy to answer questions or help in any way that I can. 
Because again, that's really the the central concept of how we run the business. You know, we like what Yarek was saying. We help, we offer, and share information. It doesn't mean that you're obligated to work with us, but our goal is to make sure that people understand what options are out there for them. Because once once upon a time, we were feeling trapped ourselves too. Street Smart Real Estate Investing. Welcome to the new innovative concept of real estate investing. No more expensive courses. No more high-priced mentors taking your money and leaving you without ongoing support. Become a full-time seasoned real estate investor by participating with our already successful team members. Now is the time to stop talking about real estate investing and start doing. Take action. Just ask and we will help you. We promise one thing no BS. For more info, www.streetsmartrei.com.